Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Let's have all the, oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. I'm Ray Koob. I'm Marcus Goldman. And it's time for a Bent News update at the mark, if you will, no pun intended, Marcus, of our fifth year as a podcast. Mind-blowing. I don't even know what to say. It's been so much fun, and we've learned a ton, and we've got to talk to some very incredible people on this ride. It's been a wild ride. You remember the kids' book? Oh, the places we will go. Well, we've been traveling a lot, folks, and we thank you for traveling with us here on the imbalanced history of rock and roll. So thanks for four years, and we're on to number five on the imbalanced history. But first, this Bent News update, let's get to it. Marcus Kiss says it's the final 50, and I think it might actually be the last stretch of highway for the original Kiss. (laughs) They'll be back on the road in a year and a half. (laughs) They love playing on the road, and they love what they do. They've said how many times now? That's true. Fingers and toes and uh, extra dactyls <laughs> to I even count how many times they've said they're done. So, yeah. Nope, nope, nope. But, well, the only indication that they might be serious this time <laughs> is that the last two dates of the tour are December 1st and 2nd at that Madison Square Garden, which they looked at yearningly in the 60s and early 70s as a place they'd like to play. It would seem appropriate to come home and finish there. Now, that year and a half you're talking about, Marcus, don't forget, there is still an international troop plan with East and West Coast in the U.S., an Asian troop, a European troop, all people hired to play KISS. And I mean, as KISS. Oh, absolutely. They're going to do it like a TSO type of holiday show, but a traveling show. Don't be surprised if they set up a KISS show in Vegas, especially with the MSG Spear. Do you be surprised by a long-term residency for a KISS type of TSO thing in Vegas? (laughs) Now who's laughing? Always something with Mm -hmm. KISS, isn't it? Money. That's what it's about. So last Wednesday, you're working at the Hope of the Valley Rescue Shelter in the L.A. area, and this guy pulls up with his truck and his smoker and says, hey, I'm here. Let's do this. The guy was Dave Grohl of the Foo Fighters. I would love to join him in prepping barbecue and feeding people. 
that would be a blast. But the story gets better, Marcus. After he had it all set up and all the meat was smoking, so he was well on his way to feeding all these people, he slept in his car while he waited. It is so grow. Totally grow. <laughs> well, it's not like he just threw on the ribs. Oh, they were in there, too. Pork butt, brisket, cabbage, coleslaw, beans for 450 plus the staff. There's like 50 people who work there. Can you imagine how they felt being able to tell the people who rely on them every day that they were going to get that kind of a great meal? Oh, and then it's coming from that Foo Fighters guy. I love how he gives back. We need more people to do that. Thumbs up the grow. This story is pretty interesting, and it gives me another thing to put on my list to do when I'm in London. When you go into London. I don't know. But when you're there. Yes, I'll have to go to the new David Bowie Center for the Study of Performing Arts. They're taking the exhibit that was uh, on display at the V&A and moving the 80,000 plus items to a permanent home in London. So the fans who come can always come and see Dave's stuff. 80,000 David Bowie items. Wow. I definitely would consider making a trip to London to do a musical tour like that and the David Bowie exhibit included. Wow. Yeah, it's a must-see now if you're going to London and doing the rock tour thing. And you know me, like you, anything that honors David Bowie, I'm all in on. Without a doubt. I mean, they have handwritten lyrics that you get a look at, original costumes, the photographs that we've never seen before, little video snippets that have never been shown to the public. Of course, you know, the set designs of the live shows. Think about all of that. Bowie's instruments, the album artwork. Whoa. I'm just hoping that the Lou Reed exhibit people can find a permanent home for that display now that it's run at the New York Public Library's over. Happy 81st to Sweet Lou Reed, by the way. Now, I know he's a pretty straight-up dude, but when I heard Def Leppard's Joe Elliott was hospitalized for being high, I didn't realize at first that it was altitude sickness caused by their uh, concert location in Bogota, Colombia. He ended up at the hospital and getting it all attended to, but that has got to shock you. Without a doubt, my sister lives in the Aspen Valley in Colorado, and it's 7,500 feet above sea level. I did a bike ride at that level years ago and ran out of breath after five miles. I had such trouble breathing. And Bogota, Colombia huh. is 1,100 feet higher than Aspen or Vale. It's at 8661 above sea level. Why am I humming a damn Yankee song? I don't know. <laughs> what damn Yankee song are you hearing? Oh. <laughs> but yeah, that altitude is tough, and you do need a couple of days to acclimate, especially when you're not used to that kind of altitude and you live in like LA, which is at sea level, that's a huge jump. And even like drinking one beer will knock you off your feet. Dude, you said acclimate. I know. Acclimate. Something landed in our inbox, Marcus, that neither one of us was expecting. Neither one of us knew what to do. So I listened to it. I'm talking about the new album six from extreme out of Boston and did not expect anything to be coming from them and bam it hits including the first song from them in 15 years it's called rise
Yeah, I saw this and I have not gotten a chance to listen to it, but man, there's some talented cats and Extreme did put out some good music back in the day. So I'm curious to hear what they're doing. Calling it like Extreme 2.0. Nuno Betancourt says when Eddie Van Halen passed, it really hit me. I'm not going to be the one who will take the throne, but I felt some responsibility to keep guitar playing alive. So you hear a lot of fire on the record. I'll save some room next to my platinum album for pornography on the Kubrock wall here at Dark Doc Media. All right, I'm going to admit something to you about the next thing we're talking about, Marcus, the Metallica song, If Darkness Had a Son, out now from the forthcoming 72 Seasons album. I saw it on TikTok. When did you join TikTok? You said you were not going to TikTok. How did you end up on TikTok? I did not join TikTok. I did not. But I saw it because it was posted in a story. I was reading about this new track, and they said, hey, here's the clip. And I went, okay. And then I realized they're on TikTok. Hey, they're very smart. It's a great way to hit the younger audience. And after their success with uh, Stranger Things and reaching a whole younger audience, jumping onto TikTok was a great idea. Santana has announced their 2023 plans. It's a thousand and one rainbows tour, Marcus. I love that he's spouting rainbows everywhere he goes. He is totally into that rainbow chill peace vibe and universal peace. This is yep. his whole mission on the planet at this point. It's only 14 dates starting in June, and there's a couple down the shore in Atlantic City if you want to make the rundown, because I know he's on your bucket list. Uh-huh. One of the neatest things I've seen in a long time mashing different styles and musical perspectives is the whole fuss over Lizzo covering Ramstein. First, Lizzo kicked out a clip of her doing the song, and then a fuller thing, and I don't know if it was on TikTok or not, but I saw it on social media. I saw it on her Instagram because that's where the link took me. After, I guess, she did that little teaser, somebody tweeted out, why don't you do the whole thing? And so she said, challenge accepted, and that brought that band out on stage with her and uh, had fun with it. And the she crowd- did. What she yelled, you better sing this shit. <laughs> It's off the hook. Go check it out on our website. Marcus, you know, I've said before that Sir Dr. Brian May is the smartest person I've ever met. But I'm not so sure because he's saying a sequel to the Bohemian Rhapsody movie is, quote unquote, so tempting. And that they're talking about it. I don't know. I understand how it's tempting due to the fact that Bo Rap. That biopic was so successful. $910 million worldwide. It makes total sense as to why they'd want to do a sequel like that, but I don't think it would be a wise idea. I got to tell you, they got their work cut out for them because I think they did the whole thing right. To be continued. You know, Flea's a busy guy. In between writing his book and making two albums with Red Hot Chili Peppers in the last couple of years, he now is issuing a podcast a limited-run 15-episode podcast honoring 
legends of the music industry. Yeah, it's all people he wants to talk to and talk about their influences. It's called This Little Light, Margot Price, Thundercat, Patti Smith, Rick Rubin, all people that have made an impact on him in some way, form, shape, or another are on to talk about who knows yet. We have to listen to it. That's why we listen to podcasts. Go and find This Little Light with Flea as your host. It drops on March 30th. Some sad news, as we seem to have more and more lately, Marcus. Do you remember on the Valentine's episode when I was talking about the song Something You Got, one of my favorite duets? I do. I remember very clearly, and it made me want to go back and listen to the original, which I did. Something you got. Well, this is a long way to get to the story, which is Chuck Jackson, the singer of that original duet and singer of Burt Backrex any day now. He had a big hit with that. He passed away this week at age 85. Great singer, great career. And another passing was somebody that I did not really know that well, but I know his work. And I think everybody knows the songwriting and lyric work of Tom Whitlock. If you love Top Gun... You know his songs, Danger Zone and Take My Breath Away. Apparently, he'd suffered from Alzheimer's, and his death was announced by the funeral home that held his services. Quite an impact he made from Springfield, Missouri, to L.A. and the world. Tom Whitlock. Time for a Bent News episode update. Marcus, we were talking on our Midnight Special episode about Kirshner's rock concerts. So I did a little digging, and the research team helped me out, too. It turns out Kirshner did not run longer than the Midnight Special, as I indicated in our discussion. Don Kirshner's rock concert aired from September 73 through December 6, 1980, and there were a couple episodes after that, but that was the end of the series run. Out Monday, Profiles in the Blues, a brand new episode featuring Memphis Minnie and Blind Lemon Jefferson, two huge progenitors in the rock and roll sound that we have today and just amazing musicians. And Memphis Minnie was one tough lady. Find out all about it on Monday. You can get this and all of our episodes at imbalancehistory.com 
or find the latest episodes wherever you get podcasts. Well, it's time to wrap up this Bent News update. I'm Ray Koo. I'm Marcus Goldman. And when you need to know... It gets bent. It gets straightened out again, and then it gets bent again, Marcus. <laughs> it just works that way. <laughs> this just into the Bent Newsroom as we go to press jazz great Wayne Shorter has passed at age 89. This massive loss will be felt in more detail on the next full Bent News update. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom is dead. My mom is right there. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at IntoHistory.com.